Today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox vs. the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, or madcastmedia.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from free speech violence to dissident silence <laughs> with over one million downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Mikey, the audio engineer. Thank you, Maddox. And joining me again, as always, my power bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. And that's what I think happened on 9-11. Oh, hey, 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 guys. And please welcome to the show our guest this week, Lauren Francesca. Lauren, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Hi. Today, we're going to be debating a very important topic, I think. Is it more important for your partner to be intelligent or attractive? That's coming up. And then later in the show, we'll round it out with some headlines as always. But Lauren, welcome to the show. You're an actress, a model, and a comedian. You have a YouTube channel. You've been doing a lot of comedy videos for a long time. What prompted you to go into that direction? Well, I just started making my own content because I didn't want to wait to get cast and stuff. Amen to that. That's what I was saying a couple of episodes ago, is that uh, when I first started working in Hollywood, I thought this would be kind of a cool thing to do, but it's incredibly difficult to get paid in this industry. So I decided to start doing YouTube. Really? With your acting skills? Yeah, you know what, Rucka? I did get paid for my acting. All right, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. I was genuinely surprised. You may have heard of this horror movie, Lauren, (laughs) called Ooga Booga. Okay. Yeah. And if you want to learn a thing or two about acting, I highly recommend you check it out. Totally. Where can I see it? Order a DVD now on Amazon. Yeah, it's available on DVD. And also um, streaming services, the highest, the most premium streaming services. Or Maddox's living room. It's in there, too. <laughs> Are you a bad guy in it? I am, actually. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was <laughs> it. Originally, it was supposed to be a cameo, and they gave me this role. It turned out to be one of the biggest roles in the movie. Do you get killed? I did get killed, yes. By the way, they're called actors. What? Called her an actress. What are you fucking oh, actors, in the Stone act- Ages? Oh, I, I don't know. I, it's- fucking archaic, misogynist, fucking patriarchal piece of shit. <laughs> wow. You know, we do like to be politically correct here on this yeah. show. Thank you, Rucka. I haven't for, heard the word actress politi- in a decade. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't keep up with the fucking terms now. Is that a thing? No. It, 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 it is. A th- is you it? know what? I get into fights with some, like, I won't date a guy. If I'm going to date with a guy and he, like, corrects me, I'm like, I'm an actor. And he's like, no, you're an actress. And I'm like, excuse me? Is that like, about him correcting you more than it's really about him using the wrong word? I don't know. I just felt like he had to correct me because he felt like I was being sexist. I don't know. See, he's threatened by you because strong, beautiful women, you know, guys don't like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't well, even speaking, know that was a thing. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing either. Uh, I guess that's a thing now. All right. Okay. It's thank you, thank you, Ruck. I yeah. think the political correct might, police over might here. might want to learn a little bit about the industry you're hoping to make it. Oh, no, no, I am not. Not, I'm not, not anymore. Continue your story. So anyway, you got thanks, on YouTube. Shithead, yes. You got on YouTube. We're not talking about what me. We're year? talking about Lauren. What year? For those who are just joining us, what's the first What's the year you, you you first posted on YouTube? 2008. 2008. You yeah. posted something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it wasn't until like 2011. Okay. Well, you're pretty wrong. All right. All right. 100%. Someone be- hasn't seen Ooga Booga. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you need to. You need to learn, buddy. Yeah, can we have like a streaming party and watch it with the fans? <laughs> we're going to do that. That's why I mentioned, Lauren. So yeah. I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to do that at some point. We're going to watch Ooga Booga together. We're going to comment on it. I'm going to put my reputation as an actor on the line. All right, because I think this is a great movie, a great introduction to acting. And this is not just for you, Lauren. You know, because if you're interested in learning a thing or two from a real thespian, 
then you should watch this movie. Okay. But moving on, but this is enough about me. We need to talk about you. I want to talk about some of the stuff that you've appeared in. Okay. Because you've had so many different projects. You were the host of America's Hottest Mom. Yeah. Is that, is that right? What happened? What's the, can you talk about that? Well, yeah, well, the show was like happened. It was, I shot the show right before the writer's strike and then the show like never aired. But okay, for those who don't know, the writer's strike happened, what, about uh, 2010, 2011, something like 2008. that? 2008. Is that when it happened? Yeah, you, you're you you're such a man of the people. When every other writer on earth is going on strike, you you launch a YouTube page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, the writer's strike happened, and they were fighting with the Producers Guild, trying to get better terms, and all the writers for late night talk show basically quit and went on strike. So Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno, all the all the big late night talk shows, uh, all the writers weren't there. So that it was right around that time. And what happened? Well, then the show never got made, okay. which is which is what has happened a lot with my career. It's, yeah. it's very sad. And yeah, it's why mm-hmm. I make my own YouTube videos, because I can rely on myself. Absolutely. Exactly. Welcome 100%. To I saw you in an episode of something. I feel like not too long ago. Was it? It's, it's always sunny. Have you been in that? Or no, you- I never was. I was on Louie. Louis, Louis, yeah, that's that was great. Right. Yeah, you're in yeah. Louis. That Louis. That's was cool. awesome. That's really that. cool. He was awesome. Yeah, you worked with Louis, huh? Louis, yeah. what, what, what was he like to work with? He was amazing. Um, he directed the episode Barefoot, which I thought was really cool. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, he took the camera from the DP and just started shooting. Oh, and no directing way. at the same time. Yeah. That's sick. Huh. Yeah, he's uh, he's a he's like if if you if a YouTuber made a TV show, it would be like him, I think, because he just had a very small crew and just wanted to do everything. So yeah, he seems like a very hands-on type of guy. Yeah, even with his own promotion for his own shows and things like that, he likes to be very hands-on and get that stuff done himself. And also, you, we should mention you were on an episode of The Daily Show, right? Yeah, that was cool. How did that happen? Well, they were casting. I'm I used to be a professional dancer, and they were casting dancers to do this hip hop video. Uh huh. Where they basically were trying to, a lot of people, it was the year that I'm on, like SNL did the I'm on a boat song. Uh So they were trying to have their, one of their hip hop videos, you know, be contested. Like they wanted, you know, what is that called? A viral video? Yeah, viral video. But they wanted to be in consideration for. Compete. uh, One of the awards. So they did this uh, hip hop video called Still a Boss with Slim Thug, which is really cool. And Jon Stewart was like super nice. He was so cool. He was like nice to everybody on set. I was like made friends with his editor who's been his editor for like 25 years. Like he has like the same crew since like when he started and he's just a really cool, nice guy. That's really cool. I'm friends with one of the co-creators of The Daily Show. Just awesome, awesome people. Everyone I've met from that whole universe has been really great. Uh, but so you that was a that was a one off. You you danced on The Daily Show then. Yeah. Yeah. I danced. I did. It was like a, I played like a hip hop dancer on the show. Um, and then it was cool because. They actually reused my clips, like just like images of me dancing would go across the screen in like three different episodes, which was cool. Wow, that's really cool. Meme. Yeah, I was a meme on the yeah. Daily Show. It became a Daily Show meme. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us, Lauren. Uh, we should move on to the debate last week, though. So, okay. Lauren, on the show, we debate topics. And last week, the debate was, is violence free speech? Now, before I read the audience opinion, because the audience votes on what they believe before and after listening to the debate, what do you? What's your gut feeling, Lauren? I don't think violence is free speech. Okay, well, that's fine. You're allowed to be wrong on the show. That's that's the that's all right. But the audience, before listening to the debate, voted 66 percent no that violence was not free speech. But after listening to the debate, the audience voted 92 percent no. <laughs> that was nice. that's one of the biggest losses. Not only did people not think that violence was free speech, but then after listening to the debate, they said, "No, no, he's definitely wrong." I was, I, you know, I had to take the position 
that violence was free speech. Because our guest last week was Tim Poole, an award-winning journalist, and he argued that violence was not. But then, here's, here's, my, here's what I truly believe, because I argued that side of the debate, right? No. Okay, of course not. Generally speaking, violence is assault. Ooh, or a battery. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. Okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you why, Rucka. And Lauren, this is something a lot of people don't consider when they think about this debate. It's worth considering what we mean by violence and when it's okay, because boxing is free speech, right? You're allowed to box, wrestling, mixed martial arts. These are all violent sports, and we're allowed to do them. But nowhere in the Constitution does it say that we need to consent to perform violence. It's just kind of an understood rule of society. It's not necessarily a written rule. We just understand in society, if, if, somebody, if two people are in a ring and they're punching each other out, that's for entertainment. But that's definitely violence, and it's an expression, right? Mixed martial arts. And $100 million sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of money sometimes. But then sometimes not. Sometimes I, I've been in Thailand, and in Thailand it's, it's kind of crazy. If you go to uh, certain smaller cities like Phuket and some of these smaller cities, they'll have these pop-up shops open up where someone will just take an abandoned storefront, open up the garage, and they'll, they'll have some like website or something to coordinate these, maybe Twitter, to tell people where to show up to see a kickboxing match. And just the garage will open up, two kickboxers go in there, pummel the shit out of each other, everyone throws down their money to bet, and then pop out of there. That's violence, but... It sounds crazy to us because it's not a part of our daily lives, but that's part of their culture. Yeah. So that's what do you funny. think? What do you guys think? Do you think that violence is free speech? Or is it worth at least considering the possibility that sometimes violence is free speech? No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right, Lauren. Well, wait. If somebody if somebody makes the first move, I guess, I, I guess then it, it's my free speech to, to, to punch them back if somebody attacks me. I don't know. Is that... Well, last week we redefined violence, and now this week we're redefining speech. So, like, punching somebody <laughs> in self-defense is, is, a, your, is, is free speech. All right, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have a caller about that, Lauren. This caller called in and basically made that same argument that you just made, which is, are you allowed to punch back? Here's what she says. Hello, my name is Elizabeth, and I was just thinking, so what you're saying is, you know, violence for, you know, freedom of speech. So instead of calling it violence, would you call it self-defense because you're defending your opinion of something? So you're just defending your opinion, but in a physical way. Just a thought. Uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, so that's, uh, I, you know, I, w- I think that that would just be self-defense. It's not, it's not an expression of free speech, I don't think. Right. What are we talking about? Violence or, or free speech? Like- violence as free speech. Because if you if you deface a sign, right? If you throw a brick through a sign or something. Yeah, everyone people throw bricks through signs all the time. Great example. <laughs> what the fuck? If you throw a paint a, a bucket of paint at uh-huh. a sign, okay, right that uh, that you disagree with, is that free speech? Who's, You're vandalizing. Whose sign is it? A political sign. Anyone. Well, a Bernie if Sanders. Not, sign. If it's not your sign, then it, you're violating somebody's property. Hmm. This shit does generally, to me, boil down to property rights. And uh, the whole reason the debate came up was because the protesters at UC Berkeley set the place on fire. And you'd rather debate, like, semantics and picking words apart to make them mean something else rather than just the actual question, which is, is violence a legitimate form of free speech? Well, I think I gave an example that no one has been able to refute, which is wrestling and boxing and MMA. it's it's It's... entertainers agreeing to fight each other that the, the question here is not that the question is is vandalizing and and hurting and and hurting somebody a, a form of free speech well what about banksy what's banksy that? 
the graffiti artist goes on the side of buildings and makes these tremendous tags, right, that have become famous. And he is vandalizing. Yeah. And no one would argue that his act of vandalism is not a form of expression. It's expression, but I don't like the way graffiti artists are romanticized. Like, it's, you're fucking, you're spray painting somebody else's shit. Yeah. You're, you agree with that, Mikey? Yeah. Just why don't, I, why don't I fucking spray paint on, on, on your fucking house? I don't know. It's expression. Huh? What do you hate, man? Hey, uh, hey, yeah, hey Hitler. <laughs> anyway, we, we discussed yeah, this last week. Yeah, here's, <laughs> here's, another, here's another voicemail. I want to get to some voicemail. And, but before I do that, though, I want to talk about, we've been doing these animated segments from some of the clips from the show. And I want to know what you guys think of those. I think a lot of people have really enjoyed them. It's opened up the show to a larger audience, people who haven't listened to podcasts before and people who don't because they're not really sure how to get into them. And I think these are great introductions into them. I want to know what you guys think. Uh, Chime in in the comments. But anyway, moving on to the voicemail. Here's one about the definition of Nazis. Listen to this guy. Hey, guys. Just thought I'd call because I'm confused about something, and I wonder if you can help me out. You see, this talk about how the definitions of words change over time that you talked about last week. Great episode, by the way. But the definitions of words changing over time got me got me thinking about how every American political candidate or presidential candidate gets called a Nazi. Clinton's a Nazi. Bush is a Nazi. Obama's a Nazi. Trump's a Nazi. Pepe the Frog is a Nazi. Definitely Nazi. Milo's a Nazi. Yep. You get the idea. All great presidential candidates. So my question candidates. is, has the definition of Nazi changed over the last 50, 60 years? What do you guys think? Yeah, of course it's changed over the course of the last 50, 60 years. Look, when people say Nazis, they're not talking about the brown shirts in Germany anymore, unless you're in context, you know, if you're talking about a historical context. There's neo-Nazis today. There's the Richard Spencers of the world, which I know some people would disagree as a Nazi. I don't know, man. I don't want to wait until they're marching people into an oven before I start calling people Nazis. And, and by the way, Nazi does get thrown out a lot. Too much, probably. People have called me a Nazi. But I don't think anyone takes it seriously unless you're actually Sieg Heiling and suggesting that uh, a certain race sh- should be wiped out. It's a generalized term now for a terrorist. Like, just somebody who's uh, got such different views than you that you're triggered and... But do you think PewDiePie is a Nazi? No, I don't think PewDiePie is a Nazi. Good question, Lauren. So this is uh, this is something that's no, very topical. PewDiePie doesn't disagree with him politically. How can he be a Nazi? Okay, that's it's not about that, Raka. It's not about disagreeing politically. It's about actual anti-Semitism. That's what Nazism comes down to in fascism, actual fascism, trying to take away the, the rights of others, suggesting that one race is superior to another. And it's a smaller subset of racism. But uh, yeah, Nazism, fascism is anti-Semitism at its heart. And I don't think PewDiePie, for making an off-color joke, is a Nazi. I don't no. think he's a racist person. I don't no. think anyone thinks that. I think that's dumb. The Wall Street Journal did, did this piece on him recently, <laughs> suggesting... What are your thoughts on that, Lauren? I just feel really bad for him. I watched his videos, like, oh my god, this made me want to cry. Like, I feel so bad for him. He looked, like, really upset. Yeah, well, he has every reason to be, because these people are, go- are going after him for, you know, for something that he's not. Uh, and I should say, you know, full disclosure, I, I've, you know, I talk to him sometimes online on Twitter and things like that. Um, and he's a he's a really solid dude. I don't get nobody thinks he's an actual racist or a Nazi. Like this is such it's been blown way out of proportion. Can yeah. he sue the media for this or possibly? I don't know. Defamation? Yeah. Possibly. But uh, I mean, the companies can essentially drop you for any reason they want. Uh huh. Yeah. I think what we're all trying to say here is when like the Wall Street Journals and the, the Maddoxes of the world are so quick to uh 
call somebody a Nazi, it, the word kind of loses meaning. And before you know it, your favorite goofball YouTuber is now a Nazi. Well, here's what this guy thinks. Listen to this guy. What's up, Maddox? I think you guys should debate whether or not Milo Yiannopoulos is a Nazi. Because if he is a Nazi, then we have recorded evidence that you, Maddox, agree with some of the political views of a Nazi. <laughs> and if he isn't a Nazi, then you have to agree that people will call anyone they disagree with a Nazi to try and legitimize the violence that they commit against them. Which is what Rook has been arguing for weeks. So, fuck you, Maddox. Yeah. Rook, you fucking rocked. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, I don't think you know what Rucka was trying to argue for weeks because I don't think Rucka knows what he was trying to argue for weeks. Okay, good point. <laughs> yeah, thank Go you. Go on. Yeah, no, that's all. That's, that's all. All right. Just want to <laughs> shit on your arguments there. By the way, uh, speaking of Milo, Maddox, so I listened to the bonus episode yeah. that just came out and made me fucking laugh hysterically. Like, by the end, I had a grin on my face for like an hour after listening. And yeah. like, very few things in this world make me happy. And yeah. this fucking listening to me and the others <laughs> roast you for however long, it was just... But there and there's a there's a point in that episode towards the end when you you said something about Milo that literally literally gave me cancer. <laughs> like I literally got cancer from the this retarded part in my language thing you said about Milo. I, I don't even want to like let's not get into it now, but sure. it, it's a, it's it's on the bonus episode. It's on the bonus. Okay, well that's a good, that's a good tease, Ruckab. I, yeah. I think I know what I said, and I think that uh, the listeners. It's probably they- one of the dumbest things ha- that have ever been said. Like, you probably, if you uh, set out to make yourself look like a fucking idiot, like, you would have sat down, you would have hired some writers, uh-huh. you know, you would have uh, maybe traveled the earth to, yeah. to, to kind of learn about different cultures and yeah. some of the dumb things they've come up with. Uh-huh. You would have crunched a lot of numbers and, <laughs> yes. you know, Go on. really read some books on the matter, and you would have uh, ended up with exactly what you said about Milo. Okay, shithead. I can't wait until some of the listeners weigh in on this because I think I'm 100% right. I have the most sophisticated... Lauren, here's the thing. It's not... My views aren't just right. They're nuanced, all right? And that's what a lot of the listeners don't understand about my genius, my brilliance. You guys take it for granted. You hear me spouting my mouth off every week and you think, oh, wow, Maddox makes this look easy. It's not, all right? That's true. You do make it look easy. I'm a juggernaut, an intellectual juggernaut. That's true. All right, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, here's another caller. This is... My fiancé has been calling you guys forever now to get on your podcast, and he would just die if I got on first. So here goes. Pop quiz, hot shot. What do you get when you mix up blonde and glasses? Glasses. Yeah, all right. So this guy's been calling in for like two, three weeks now, and he, he does this bit where he's, he says, pop quiz, hot shot, and then he says something. You know, he mixes two things together. I'm like, what is what is this? Is this just a shit call? Like, what's going on here? I had no idea what it was in reference to, and then I looked it up, and it's a it's a reference to Speed, the movie Speed. Yeah. Here's the clip from There's Speed. There's a bomb on the bus, Jack. Yeah, listen to this. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? Yeah, I, was- I guess that's what it's a reference to. <laughs> what are you going to do, Jack? I, I've never seen all of Speed. I've only seen parts of it. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> ignorant, uncultured. No wonder, because, no wonder you called her an actress. You're so out of touch with, like, the evolution of society. Rucka, you're reading too much into my fucking introduction, all right? I just watch, said a I fucking bet, word. Watch this. I bet you saw all of Speed 2. I bet you saw it three <laughs> times, right? That's, like, your favorite movie, probably. <laughs> no. Oh. Listen, the reason I only saw parts of Speed is because... 
I was, I think, what, 16, 17 at the time? We're probably like 35. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of the shit, Rock. Go ahead. Why didn't you see it? So I was, I, I, we had to sneak out of my house, you uh-huh. know, because my, my mom was cool that she didn't give a shit about me. But your dad. But, no, my friend's mom, oh. right, would not let him see Sweet. R-rated movies. Oh. And so, and they're very, they're very strict Mormons. And so he snuck out of the house and he was the only one who had a car at the time. We're 16 years old, right? We're like, oh yeah, let's go see Speed. And we, a real hot R-rated movie in Utah. So we, <laughs> we go to the movie, and then his mom finds out he's not in his room and loses her fucking mind. His mom and his dad mm. come down to the theater. They went, and by oh the way, they God. went to every theater in, in town. Jesus there was like Christ. three or four of them. They went to every theater in town looking for the car, and they found it. And then they went inside the theater and found out which movie we were in. And here's how they did it. They walked into the theater, every single one, and started yelling his name. Oh, my God. And then when they came into ours, they were yelling his name, and we were just sinking into our seats, <laughs> <laughs> hoping they wouldn't see us. But then they went up and down the aisles looking for us. Oh so God. that's why you haven't seen the full movie. Yeah, they dragged us out of the theater. Amazing. By the way, do they still make horrible action movies, or was that like a nine, 80s and 90s thing? Like the part where the killer, uh, he goes, don't mess with Danny, and like he presses the button and some shit blows up. Like, Do they still do cancerous shit? Or in in the form of action movies these days, because I'm sort of out of the loop. That movie, I think, what like it created a genre of just you know basically it's speed on a boat, speed on a plane. There were so many movies like that that came out after that. I don't know, man. I don't see that many movies anymore. And apparently, I, even when I try to see a movie, I can't see the whole thing. Yeah. So did you have to leave after? Did they like? Oh yeah, they dragged you guys out. They dragged him out. This is like a cartoon. They dragged him out by the ear. They grabbed his ear and then they pulled him out of the seat and then we just went out there and they were bitching him out the entire way home and i'm like so i guess i'll see you never because you're grounded for life apparently for sneaking out to see speed did you know anyone at the theater no thankfully i didn't know anyone at the theater and it was it was an afternoon it was like a matinee too so there wasn't there weren't even that many people in the theater i think maybe like uh, 20 people something like that are you traumatized yeah it sucked lauren (laughs) i really wanted to see that movie and you know what since i've never watched the whole thing wow yeah i didn't even get to the part where they put the bomb on the bus sucks you guys should watch you it. You don't see the part where they put the bomb on the bus. Well, I guess he spoiled a fucking 20-year-old movie for me. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Here's another caller. Uh, last week, we had a caller, Lauren, who blasted us for talking about metaphorical hooking up versus literal hooking up because, Rucka, you said the word literal. Here's this guy. Listen to this. Yeah, I've got a caller call out for you uh, to that, that fucking guy that called in about using the word literally. Um, there is a way that you can use another word for hooking up with a bitch, and that's metaphorically, because that's actually what you're talking about, is metaphorically, not literally. She's not a, a, a fucking trailer on an 18-wheeler <laughs> just back up to fucking hook up to the bitch. So you are metaphorically hooking up, not literally. So fuck all you guys. Okay. Yo, man, this fucking drama. You gotta get uh, Killer Keemstar on this some of this shit, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, get Keemstar on these caller call-outs. Uh, here's another one. Listen to this guy. This is a call for the caller who thinks he knows what a fuckboy is. A fuckboy isn't just an idiot or a douchebag. Honestly, there's no even real single singular definition for a fuckboy. The term was coined on UrbanDictionary.com on December 29, 2004, and the person who wrote it coined it as, and I quote, a person who is a weak-ass pussy that ain't about shit. <laughs> but later on, it 
got uh, popularized by YouTuber DJ Full Moon in his music video, Fuckboy. And then some other YouTuber, Briel TV, posted a video called Signs You May Be a Fuckboy uh, with Professor House Shoes from the Best Bud Show. But then 4chan adopted the term of fuckboy, F-U-C-C-B-O-I, right. as a way of describing a douchebag sense of style as far as like clothes as, and what they're fucking wearing. You go on Google and type in the word F-U-C-C-B-O-I, fuckboy, and it'll give you an idea of what a fuckboy looks like, how he dresses, how he looks like a complete fucking idiot. <laughs> so, don't call, don't put this, uh, guess that Maddox had on blast if, when you think you're a know-it-all when in reality you don't know shit. Fuck boy. Punch a Nazi. Oh shit. Trigger. Uh oh, Lauren, you got triggered. What happened? Well, no, I would thought he was triggered. Oh, he, you thought he, he was triggered. He was definitely triggered. Yeah, he was definitely triggered. And you know what that is? Caller call-out. It's a caller call-out. You've been, you been put on notice, buddy. <laughs> Alright, anyway, I got one last one. Listen to this guy. Hey, Maddox, I just heard the part where you were talking about your uh, Man Frank man fiction. Yeah. That shit was a gripping tale, all right, as I was gripping my dick the whole time I read it. <laughs> Holy shit, the idea of being like a man and Frank and fucking all the Nazis to death? Yeah. That's way cooler than punching a Nazi, honestly. I think we ought to change the sign-off from punch a Nazi to fuck a Nazi. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm serious. <laughs> I got to go jack off again and read this shit. But seriously, fuck a Nazi. Oh, shit. All right, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So I, I made this, I wrote this fan fiction a yeah, while back. She, she, she can't wait to hear this story. <laughs> Look at her. Lauren is, I think, blushing. I'm not even sure. I'm just, I'm really shocked by your callers. They're very interesting. Yeah, these are, uh, this is this is par for course, I think, mm-hmm. for the callers yeah. for the show. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, I wrote some fan fiction a while back uh, called Man Frank. It was me, and I had to seduce a, a, a battalion of female Nazis to death. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We should move on to the debate this week. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines, but joining me again this week is my power bottom commanding lieutenant moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear your buzzer. And Lauren Francesca, thank you for joining us this week. Let's hear your buzzer. Trigger. All right, so if, if you hear these buzzers at any point during the debate, that means these two Fine people have disagreed with something I said. They're trying to call me out on a logical contradiction or just to chime in. Feel free to use that, but be forewarned. I've never been wrong. So uh, moving on to the debate, according to Time, researchers have found that typical marriages have about a 50% chance of lasting. Sometimes couples settle and end up in long-term relationships with people they're not fully compatible with. Now, ideally, our partners are both attractive and intelligent. But oftentimes, one or both are lacking, and people tend to compromise, which I think is why the divorce rate is so high. So when couples compromise, the debate is, is it better to date someone intelligent or attractive? That's the debate this week. Now is your chance to vote on the website, madcastmedia.com. Lauren, as our guest this week, I'm going to let you pick a side. What do you think is more important quality? If you have to pick, ideally, you, you want to have both, obviously, right? But if you had to pick, what would you choose? Intelligence. Intelligence. Interesting. Why do you think intelligence is a more important quality than attractiveness? Because I'm going to argue attractiveness. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, as the most attractive person I think I've ever met, <laughs> I happen to possess both. So if you happen to hit me, you hit the jackpot, right? Essentially. And Mikey, why are, you, why are you giggling over there? That's enough out of you, Maddox. That's enough out of you, Mikey. That's enough out of you. Mike. <laughs> there. Take that. 
All right, Lauren. So, uh, sorry, before we were rudely interrupting my self-aggrandizement, um, tell me, why do you think intelligence is more important than attraction? Because people are all going to get old and ugly anyway. Oh, word. No. Well, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll also get dumber when they get old, right? Don't you like lose your memory and, and your ability to think? Well, we're going to get old, too. And when you get old with someone together, if they're less attractive, you're going to be less attractive. Unless you're fucking Maddox, I guess. Yeah, so here's the thing, all right? I just become more attractive. I that's that's a fact. That's a fact for sure. Not even a joke. I become more attractive. Now, yeah, as you get older, I I think your sense of what you're attracted to changes as well. So, you know, and thankfully, so because when you're in high school, you're attracted to other high schoolers, and then when you become an adult, you stop being attracted to high school. Is that true? That is true. Okay. You one would hope. One would hope. That's right. the, that's the case, right? So attraction, okay, attraction doesn't last, but yeah, like uh, like Rucka pointed out, neither does intelligence. Um, Lauren, if you were dating someone, you found someone you were attached to, you became married, you went down that path with them, and at some point that person got dementia, would you be less attracted to them? Well, no, because I'd probably be in love with them already. Mm-hmm. It'd be a love thing where I, I, you know, you're already in love with them if you take care of them, but there's that... When you're falling in love and when you're in that relationship, if the person's dumb and you can't talk to them, it's just horrible. Okay, now here's here's some personal experience. I have dated girls who've been both very attractive and some girls who've just been very intelligent and then some in between. Ideally, they, they have both again, but uh, I've dated some girls who were not intelligent and not what I would consider intelligent. And I thought it was a little bit refreshing <laughs> because... <laughs> because Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like when I've dated really intelligent women in the past, right? I feel like I have to watch what I say more because I'll say something that could be taken as a slight, like, oh, I don't know, actress instead of actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me all the fucking hell. I didn't know that was a big fucking deal. So if she's not that smart, she, w- she won't know you said anything wrong. Yeah, sometimes that. And also sometimes they, you know, they're, they're less argumentative people. Mm. When, you, when you date someone who's an intellect... They're going to argue with you all the time. An intellectual? Yeah, an intellectual. Okay. So you don't like to argue? No, I... (laughs) Lauren, please. I I argue for a living. I love it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's what I do. But that's... that. You know, when I come home from a a long day of arguing, a nine to five... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I I don't want... I want to relax. I don't want to keep arguing. He thinks arguing with his fans over, like, YouTube comments is what he does for a living. It is what I do, shithead. That's what I fucking do. That is my job. Lauren, as as a YouTuber, as someone who has a big YouTube channel, big online social media following, you know the importance of arguing with your fans and and making sure that you set them down a a peg. Clearly. You got to show, you got to put them in their place. Yeah. Because they get a little bit nippy. That's how you make your living. That's how I make my living. I haven't been doing that, so maybe you can come on my channel and just yell at them for me. Can can I please? I would love to do that. I would love to yell at your idiot fans. Because my, I mean, look, I don't know anything about your fans. They might not be idiots. But I, I know about my fans, all right? And I have to yell at them and put them in their place every single day of they, my life. Because yeah. if, if you don't, then they start to get a little bit sassy with you. Uh, what, what, Matt, what, Matt, what you mean to say is yes. that being with somebody who's not that deep of a thinker could kind of feel like a vacation. It is a vacation. Yeah. I did it and if she's And if she's hot and has a great personality. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, who needs to fucking talk philosophy all day? Right. I am triggered because here mikey trigger thank you there you go <clears throat> because you're saying that just because someone's smart they're gonna have more to complain about i think if you're dating someone who's not smart they're gonna complain about shit just as much and it's gonna be fucking dumb Ooh. mikey 
wrong. I've oh. dated some real, real bag of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's dated bricks. Just, just bags some, of yeah, bricks. real. Yeah, look, I dated this girl one time. Real cute, bubbly personality. Just you know, not much going on intellect, like intellectually. Didn't have an opinion on politics. Didn't have an opinion on the world. Didn't have an opinion on even local news. Never thought about space. Never thought about science. Dude, fuck space. It's empty. Fuck space? Yeah. That's what we're in, Rucka. No, we're not. Yes, we're in we're space. On, we're on Earth. Oh, where's All Earth? All right, so tell your little story. You were dating a dumb girl. I, look, she wasn't dumb. She wasn't dumb. She just, just didn't She didn't, didn't spend think. her time thinking about inconsequential shit and being wrong about most of it them is, anyway like you are. Okay, it is the most consequential thing you can think about. Other things, right? Things oh. outside of yourself. Get out. Step outside. Take a step outside yourself for a second. Rook, I know it's really hard for you to do. Okay. Because like you're I'll, always looking in. I'll try right? to follow. Yeah. You're always looking in. So if uh-huh. you if you look out and try to look at the world and have an opinion on something outside of yourself, that's where observation comes from. That's where thoughts come from. New thoughts, intellect. That's where it comes from is observing the outside world. What? You're supposed to be arguing the case that that looks matter more than intelligence. Oh, right, right. That's my argument, Lauren, is that I've, I've dated some dumb people. And it's a little bit refreshing because they don't they don't argue as much. Well, I'm getting some amazing relationship advice now. Maybe that's why I'm single. It's like I have to be the dumb girl. Oh, you know, not necessarily. Lauren, I don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, are you argumentative in relationships? <sighs> yeah, sometimes if there it, it depends where political. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I don't want to really talk about politics, but it just it definitely has ended a few relationships. Wow, really? Yeah. Who en- who ends it? You or them? Usually or they do. But they then, do. But then what? it's because of my argumentativeness. Wow. So yeah. you're really tenacious with that. You're saying intelligence is really important to you. Yeah. Yet, Lauren, uh-huh. has not led to a long, stable, successful relationship yet. All right. You, right. Yeah, so I need to find a dumb hot guy. Dumb hot there guy. You there you go. You All find right. a real idiot. Good luck finding a dumb hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of your viewers can hit me up. Guys, we're oh. going to set Lauren up. Actually, you know what, Lauren? Do you, do you actually want to do a date? Yeah. We do... Set okay. it up with Weird Matthew McConaughey. Weird Matthew McConaughey. Holy shit. He's, this, he's a regular caller. You'll hear him at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's in Indiana. I do believe he's single. Yes. He he's got a dog. Oh, I love dogs. Yeah, that's the only lady in his life. And he's a, he's a great dude. I actually chat with him all the time. He's a really, really interesting dude. He always sends me articles about different... Um, Liquor stores that have been robbed. <laughs> <laughs> good, sounds, he good, sounds amazing. Yeah, good yeah. conversationalist. Yeah. Yeah. It's so specific. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's. <laughs> Dude, what are you hearing about it's, this it's, one? It's even more specific than that. It's, it's one specific fra- uh, franchise in Indiana called Village Pantry. And he's always sending me articles about Village Pantry getting robbed. Wow. Really? Well, yeah. he has a sense of humor, and that's important to me, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's like the most important. Well, which one is that? A, a sense of humor? Do you have to be kind of intelligent to be funny? That's the, that's the age old question. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. I would argue because there's a lot of types of humor, and not necessarily, not every type of humor is necessarily intelligent. There's a lot of different types. So, what uh, what is something that you find attractive in a man? So, because attra- you said intelligence, what specifically is something that would be a sign of intelligence in a guy that you would like to date. Somebody who I could have a conversation with, somebody that could kind of be like philosophical about stuff. Um, somebody who could like fix my computer so that it connects and I can set up my gaming system. 
Oh, wow. I just, Maddox. Mm-hmm. Oddly yeah. specific, but I like it. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, <whoa. laughs> no. Not that one. I meant this. There's different levels of intelligence. There you go. Yeah. 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 I can do all those things. Now, here's the thing, Lauren. I'm going to tell these, tell this to the listeners. All right. You're the full package. Thank Intelligent you. and attractive. We're going to post a picture of Lauren on the website. <laughs> if that's okay, we'll link to your Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, you guys check out her stuff. Uh, the full package. So, but for someone like you, who is the full package, intelligence is is that much more important. I would argue that I think I think men are more visual, visually stimulated than women, and I found that women. I think I think guys and girls look for qualities and mates that are a little bit different. For guys, I think I think attractiveness is probably a little bit more important than intelligence. Really? Yeah, because is if that, you're is that surprising. Yeah, sense of humor makes people attractive. In my opinion. Oh, that's true, Mikey. That's a good point. But then you're arguing mm, her side. Okay, so gonna, all right. If time, you're dating time. a really mm. funny girl who's who's pretty hot, and then she mm. starts to drop one-liners on you, Raka. Yeah, I'm listening. And you're, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think that if a girl's really funny, she gets way hotter. Absolutely. Ah, mm. uh, no. You don't. You disagree. No, if you she don't. if she appreciates humor, if she likes to laugh, that's hot. If a girl is super clever, doesn't necessarily make her more attractive. It might may, may may make her like a cool friend to have or whatever. So you want an audience member as a girlfriend? Yeah. If you're just dishing <laughs> comedy to her and she's just laughing her ass off as your personal yeah, studio if she, audience if she all day. I'm funny and she appreciates my personality, then that's. She I just mean, had, we're obviously can't vibing it. and nothing yeah, to contribute. I don't need her to be the funny one. Rucka <laughs> wants an audience, not not a relationship. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. the yeah. Actually, I would like both. I would love for there to be an audience in my life, like at all times. You know, <laughs> in the bedroom. Audience. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it, it, rather than the laugh track. You know, la than, la la. I wouldn't have to use that button if I had an audience all the time. True. That's what I want. It's true. Lauren, do what? What do you think? Do you want an audience? In your life? I think everybody wants an audience in their life. That's why we make YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Okay, but back to the debate, all right? Intelligence versus attractiveness. Now, here's here's the thing. The divorce rate is very high, and I think I read a statistic a while back that said something about 40% of all couples are unfaithful in their relationship. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's it's different for, for different age groups and different for men versus women, but a, there's a lot of infidelity that goes around, and... A case has been made. I think this article showed up in NPR a while back by this this person who wrote a book about the case for cheating. And they said that cheating can sometimes prolong relationships and make them last. And some of the reason that people sometimes cheat is because they are tempted by people who are more attractive than their partners. Mm-hmm. Now, it's an unfortunate thing. You shouldn't be dishonest. You shouldn't lie. You shouldn't be unfaithful to the person you've committed to. But if your partner was more attractive, if you were more attracted to them, then wouldn't that cut down on cheating and wouldn't that prolong relationships a little bit more, even if they are a bag of bricks? No, I have to mentally connect with someone. So if I'm not mentally connected with them, it doesn't matter how hot they are. I'm still going to probably cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I know I sound horrible. Yeah. I'm I did, just kidding. You'd, you'd break up. That's <laughs> what kidding. you mean to say. Yeah. I dated a girl who was just gorgeous and just a firecracker in bed everything was fantastic with this girl great sense of music great sense of style really just like you know down for everything just a really cool girl but we argued a lot this girl was an intellectual and at some point i got exhausted because again you know i I argue for a living and so after a long day of arguing i just want to relax and unwind a little bit and just shoot the shit (laughs) after a long day of arguing (laughs) yeah that's what i do rucka oh my god 
So I, I just wanted to relax and unwind a bit, you know, and just chill with my girlfriend and go to a bar, maybe grab a beer and just hang out and talk, you know, not necessarily anything intellectual. Yeah, but she wanted to debate the upcoming election with you. That that's what went the relation make the relationship go off course. No, what it was, Rucka, is basically I was dating myself. Uh, this girl did the same thing that I do, which is try to consider both sides of an argument, both sides of a debate, and sometimes she would be arguing things that she didn't truly believe in, like I do on this show for the purpose of the debate, right? And I would call her out on it. I say, "Hey, look, I know you don't believe what you're saying. Can you just stop for a minute? Can we just relax?" We just enjoy this beer and calm the fuck down. And she wouldn't let up. She wanted to have an intellectual debate, which to me was exhausting. So the problem is that she's intelligent or is the problem that she's, you know, her personality could use some work? No, this was, um, I mean, her personality was fine. I liked her a lot. It doesn't sound like it was fine. It sounds like she wanted to fight with you and argue all the time. Well, look, I mean, is that a trait? Is that a, is that a trait of someone intelligent? It's not not necessarily Either one, you can be stupid or intelligent, but if, you know, if you've got issues, you're going to, it's going to hurt your relationship, right? Well, if I'm sitting there and I'm having a normal conversation and I just mentioned something about politics in passing, yeah. not even a, not even a very pointed opinion, mm-hmm. she would chime in on that and have something to say about it. Whereas if I'm dating someone dumb, it's just going right over there. What head. do you mean? Dumb people argue politics all the time. <laughs> well, Ruck, I hate to do this, but I True. agree with you. That's, That's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. I wish they wouldn't. But anyway, uh, have you ever dated anyone, Lauren, who is who is dumb, like a dumb hot guy? Yes, that was my first boyfriend. Oh, your first boy? Okay, so tell yeah. me about. So what happened there? Why was, did that not last? I just couldn't talk to him. He was so pretty to look at, but I couldn't talk to him. And he used to just go to the gym every day and drink his protein shakes. And I really just felt like the more like he drank his protein shakes, like the stupider he got. And Oof. I'm sorry if you drink protein shakes, Mikey. Sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah, we. I, I think we all drink protein shakes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just, he, he couldn't have a conversation with me. I'd introduce him to my friends and they were like, Lauren, he is like a brick wall talking to him is like talking to a brick wall and it chi- finally got to me of just i didn't even want to i'd watch a movie with him and i'd have to explain the whole entire movie <laughs> and i just was this is just too much I had to break up with him it's kind of hot though right you got a real dumb hunk around the house because he's gonna be he, he look he might not be able to fix your computer but you can fix a, a what can he fix a, a window that's stuck yeah right mm-hmm. okay so how did you how did you meet this guy did you find him on a dating site I met him at a club. Oh, at a club. Okay. That's well, why. That's, that's, that's the problem. Right? Yeah, you're not gonna find those are all those are all duds. Club duds. You found a club dud. He was really club sweet dud. though. He's really nice to his. There, defense. there you go. Yeah, so he's it very was nice, nice while it lasted, and you guys yeah. moved on. You know, um, I like people that get me out of my head. You know, and, and friends too. Like, uh, I'm friends with this guy, uh, Chad Tepper. You know, yeah. Chad. He used to be on this ridiculous show on the E Channel, Hollywood Cycle. Dumbest guy I've ever met. Literally. <laughs> like, this guy is so fucking stupid. He's going to be on the show at some point. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely he will. Yeah. And right. he, he, uh, he's like a long time fan of my, you know, my work. Like, he's a ruckus nucka. Yeah. Like, so he, like, looks up to me and, like, this guy is so fucking stupid. Like, it makes me realize, like, th- this generation that, like, watches Ruck on YouTube, like, who they become. And, but I, like, this guy gets me out of my head. And every time we hang out, I'm in a great mood. I don't have to worry about, you know, arguments or intellectual whatever the fuck it just reminds me that all that abstract shit is great but it's not what life really is about life is about living yeah right 
So that's an argument in my favor. Thank you, Rucka. So and Rucka, he's attracted to dumb hot guys. Like that's clearly, yeah. That's the, thing. that's the thing. I like people that get me out of my head. It's a little bit refreshing. Yeah. Who wants to hang around like some insecure, hyper intellectual that that's always looking for a fight? Now I will say this. I once talked to a girl, super attractive. Uh you know, I, she was just like almost like a nine or a ten easily, just gorgeous. But then we were talking and we had a, not even a very intellectual debate, and I, I said, well, let me get this straight. So your argument is blah, 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 right? And she said, well, um, we're not arguing. I said, ooh, do you not understand that the word argument uh, means more than just quarrel? Uh-oh, this is trouble. I backed out of there real fast. Wow. <laughs> what, Rucka? Why are you even arguing? Like, why are you Why are you debating her? That's what I do, Rucka. For, I, <laughs> look, I get into a mental joust. Great. With every potential woman I'm going to date, I think. It's important to have a real, like an Oxford-style debate, moderators. But anyway, Lauren, back to you for a second. I want to talk about, have you found a middle ground? Have you found a hot guy who's also um, smart enough? You know, he's not going to be super, super brilliant. Yeah, I've, I've dated hot guys that are semi-smart. <laughs> and it's okay until, until they start talking about who they voted for. Politics does ruin. It does. Things. It ruins everything. Yeah, politics and religion. Politics. Yeah. It's All, a, what do they do for us besides divide us? Seriously. Just, yeah. Just look at what's happening out there. There's my deep thought for the week. Back to you. <laughs> so, so Lauren, when you're, are you on any dating sites currently? Can I? Ask I that? was. I was, but it got a little creepy because guys started describing my YouTube videos and the messages. They were like, "Oh my god, I love Space Girl, that white unitard." And after that, I was like, "Okay." It's Wait, just, these were guys who were looking at you on your dating That I profile. matched with on, like, Tinder. Wow. So yeah. they would go to your, they would creep on your YouTube channel? Yeah. I, or they, like, recognized me from swiping right. They knew my, my videos. And after that, I just got really creeped out. Wow. Okay. So what are the types of guys that you would swipe right on? Because a lot of guys who are really fit, mm-hmm. and I think this is a shit approach towards dating and online online profiles, but they'll put the ab photo on the- Oh, definitely not. Okay. You're, you're saying thumbs down to the ab photo. <laughs> Why always is that? left. I don't know. Whenever I see a guy with no shirt on, I'm like, why are you showing me your abs? I always swipe left. Right. It just kind of grosses me out. Okay. Because, and I think that's because you're looking for someone who's an intellectual. Yeah. And I feel like an intellectual person, not necessarily, I don't know about you, your guys' profiles or whatever. I don't think they would post a picture like that if they have- Well, Maddox you know, wouldn't, obviously. His abs are not really what they probably used to be. Yeah. No, they're great. I have great abs. Okay. I have a great- <laughs> Good. 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 Really, it's a really solid ab. Mm-hmm. I have one. Yeah. Well, but I think uh, the interesting thing about Tinder and all that is immediately you can tell if you find somebody attractive or not. So looks are kind of the beginning of what could become a relationship. That's so let's, true. Question, if you're on Tinder and you see a guy who's clearly joking and he's holding up his shirt and it's like, there's no, no flexing. He doesn't even have anything mm-hmm. going. He's just, are you attracted? No. He's like kind of good looking? No. Not at all. That's weird, too. It's too exhibitionist for me, I guess. I'm kind of conservative. I don't want, you know, my man to be showing his stomach to the world. Even if he's a funny fat guy? Yeah, no. (laughs) In private, that's fine, but not not on the internet. (laughs) No, it's not a good introduction. Now, here's the thing. I've known guys who do that, and it does work with a certain subset of women. Uh Those are women you don't want to date. I keep telling you. Or those are dumb dumb women, no? Uh, yeah, a lot of them, yeah. They're like the the Jersey Shore type. I think those are the types of women who are who are attracted to the <laughs> the ab photos. And I've I've met those girls, uh, hooked up with some. Never, never would never date one. Uh, just because that's that's the that's what they're going for. It's like um, 
It's a it, what's it, rather than a gold digger, what are they? Ab diggers. They're ab diggers. <laughs> I don't. You don't want to date an ab digger. No way. So, and that's surface, what a guy says that doesn't have abs. Yeah, you know what, Rucka? That's not true. That's what every guy says. Smart guys, I think. <laughs> what were you saying, Mikey? No, it's just that's on the surface. Oh. It's it, those are the type of people they are. Yeah, like it's all it's all surface. Yeah, but uh, but here's the thing: when you're dating someone intellectual, they can keep you fulfilled and satisfied in the bedroom, so your eyes don't wander, right? Yeah, I hope so. I think. What's the longest relationship you've ever been in? Five years. Wow, five years. It was with the dumb guy. Oh, the, the there you dumb, go. That was your first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't end recently. That was no, a no, ago. that was a really long time ago. A long time ago. Like, yeah. Okay. And so, was there ever any point, because a lot of times in relationships, things start to stagnate. You know, when you first start dating someone, it's super exciting. You have a lot of sex with them. It's, uh, you know, everything's, you're, you're learning them, you're, you're getting to know them, and what, uh, what makes them excited, what makes you excited, etc. It's, it's, it's really fun. It's a fun time during the relationship. But over the course of the relationship, you know, things start to settle and get into a normal rhythm, right? Did that happen with you guys? I I I think that's people in general. It's like when even even with friends, people who are just my friends. I feel like friendships also get stagnant too, or people just start to rely on certain things. So I, I don't think that's just like a sexual thing. I think right. it's a every every day thing. Unless they're like your parents or a family member. It's just... it's always it's always hot with your parents. <laughs> Is no, that what you're trying to say? No, yeah. no. <laughs> trying to take it away from the sexual conversation. No, of course I know. I know. <laughs> um, if. You know, the attraction can sometimes be enough, enough of a glue to keep you interested, to keep you in, in the relationship. Uh, I, you know, ideally, you'd have both. But attraction, I think, is the spark that starts the flame of a relationship. And that's what has to keep it going eventually in the long run. The intellect, you know, it, it's important. Uh, it's important to some people more than others. But again, if, if somebody becomes argumentative or they become too heady and judgmental, uh, for me, I, I think it's a... It's kind of a curse that I'm so smart. Um, yeah. yeah. No, a- it absolutely is. I'm not even joking about that. Like, you literally have held yourself back with your little thought games that go on in your head. Instead of just focusing on your work and your own happiness, you live in this world of abstractions where you never actually get anything done. R- R- Rucka, okay. <clears throat> yeah. Because here is the thing, all right? I mm-hmm. have to consider some very important topics and oh, problems i have to yeah. i look it's the weight of the world yeah lauren i'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders mm-hmm. You're like atlas yeah like <laughs> i'm at, i'm like atlas mm-hmm. that's exactly right mm. i'm like atlas and i'm trying to solve problems that are bigger than me and i have a lot of them i have i haven't even told i i have a solution to the gun control issue yeah. in this country yeah i have a solution i bet it's funny <laughs> it's hilarious let's hear it <laughs> no it's coming it's coming. oh okay down the line all right so lauren when it comes to intelligence if you're sitting in a bar or restaurant with your partner you're having a nice intellectual conversation, but you're not super attracted to them. What's keeping you in the relationship? Well, sometimes if a guy's really intelligent, I'll find that sexy. Like, that will be what turns me on. Like, that's kind of what I like. If I if I can really talk to someone and connect with them, like, I'm turned on by that. And then I automatically find them sexy. Like, I don't know if it's like a self-esteem issue, but I don't want to date a guy who's hotter than me. Like, <laughs> okay. I definitely, right. no. I See, definitely don't, that's, you know? That, and that's, I need to be the hot one. Maybe some of us guys don't want to be the smart one. Maybe that's what it is. You think so? No, I don't actually think that's what it is, but that could be part of it. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, we're, we're into, we like girls who are beautiful. Girls, I think they see us as like a, the whole person, you know? Like intelligence kind of turns them on sometimes. Uh, personality itself. That's why there's this whole art of the pickup, right? Like you say certain things, you have certain mannerisms, you behave a certain way, give off a certain energy, and girls are attracted to you. 
Whereas the other the other girls don't sit around reading books about how to pick up guys. They know like looking good is just kind of a way to uh, get the, the ball turning. rolling. Yeah. Do you do you think that's the case, Lauren? Do you think that looking good is enough to pick up a guy? Uh, definitely. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to disagree with you based on my experience as, as well, not a woman, but, uh, but what I know. Okay, what I know about attraction because I've been a, I've been I've had girls who try to pick me up who I'm just not interested in, and it's so hilarious to see how they tried to pick me up because it is like take a guy pluck him out of high school right you put him into the wild and say go pick up a girl let's see what you got he'll go out to that girl and he'll walk up to a girl and say hey uh we're, um so where are you from uh what's your name okay um what do you do so what do you do oh and then no matter what the girl says They're she like could take my, my literally three pickup lines right there <laughs> <laughs> so no matter what the girl says his response is cool Okay, and then nodding, and then just being a real pussy and an idiot, and he walks away empty-handed because he's a loser. And that's exactly how girls, because they haven't refined their pickup ability, right? They haven't refined, they haven't done the work to try to build that attraction on a level more than just their looks. Sometimes when girls try to flirt with me that I'm not interested in, it's really funny to, I I mean, I I always let them down gently, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) I break I break a lot of hearts, Lauren, is what I'm trying to say. But like sometimes these these girls try to to pick on uh, to pick me up and hit on me, and it's funny to see these tools have not been developed, and it's more than just attraction. It's more than just attraction. I, I guess that's an argument. That's a point in your favor. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of intelligence, today's episode is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Download the best-selling Maddox versus the Universe from iTunes, Amazon, and our own website, madcastmedia.com. Guys, the bonus episode, the long-awaited bonus episode, Maddox versus the Universe, is finally out. And the reviews are in. People love this episode. It's been fantastic. It shot to number three on the iTunes comedy charts. Good job. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, pretty amazing. And I gotta, I gotta say a special thank you to Rucka. I, I was really reluctant to put this thing even on iTunes. iTunes for me has always been an afterthought. I thought, well, it's kind of a pain in the ass. You have to wait a week to change the price, and then uh, if you put out a track that's longer than ten minutes, it automatically considers it an album. So you have to break it up and put it on iTunes and whatever. So you have to do all this extra work to put it on there. But it turned out that that was a really good move. Uh, a lot of people enjoy downloading there. But we're also going to put it on our website, madcastmedia.com. By the time you listen to this, it should be available. You should be able to purchase these directly from us. You can use your credit card or iTunes or anything like that. But the people have loved this episode so far. Even, you know, I've had I've had some people contact me out of the woodwork saying, I don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to this three times with my wife. I listened to this commuting. I personally have listened to it five or six, uh, seven times. Lauren, I'll send it to you. Okay. That's a gift that we give to the guests mm-hmm. on this yeah. show is more of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, this, I mean, this bonus episode. And look, you know me, Maddox. If I wasn't really that into it, I would just kind of sit back and let you plug it. But like, this shit cracks me up. Yeah. And I'm on the shit. Yeah. Like, I've already heard all those points. It's really it's hilarious. Do. Yeah. It's good stuff. I, every time I listen to it, I laugh. And I've, I've had to listen to it multiple times because I've been producing these animated segments. And it's hard to pay attention to the the podcast critically for things you want to animate because I always get lost in the conversation. It's really fun. Uh, but we're going to produce more of those. If you guys like these, it really helps us out. It supports the show. It supports the network. We have more coming along the way. And the new shows who are coming on this network are also going to be able to start making their own bonus episodes and sell them directly from our website. All of this is coming down the line. A lot of exciting stuff in the works. But thank you to everyone who checked it out. Keep Spreading the word, keep telling your friends, it really helps us out. 
But uh, moving on, guys, I think we've covered both sides here. Okay. Uh, is there any, are there any fi- final points you'd like to add on why intelligence is more important than attraction? Because you really, if you really want to be connected to someone, you have to mentally connect with them, not just physically. Well, you agree with yes. that, Mikey? Mikey's nodding furiously over there. If you date somebody just for their looks, that's like downloading a really good porno that you really enjoy, but that's the only thing that you can watch for the rest of your life when you jack off. <laughs> you're you're oh gonna God. be you're gonna be stoked about it. Yeah, well, what's the alternative? Watching Shawshank Redemption the rest of your fucking life? <laughs> yeah, three, you're gonna jerk off to it a few times, and then you're gonna, and then even if it is the hottest thing you've you had ever seen, I'm over it. I need I need something new. What's in the recently added tab? <laughs> you're right. You know what? I think what Mikey means to say is that intelligent people they're like constantly regenerating new material for you. Yes, because they're alive. They're, they there's are. more to them than looks. They are porn. Hunt. Yeah, but and as we started off this debate by stating it's uh, an alternative you don't actually want to choose. Like there, you oh, you should be able to find both. Um, like great looks along with some real, real solid, moderate intelligence, you're good to go. Well, when I was with that girl who was, you know, just a bag of bricks, and I, I was, I, I got that fulfillment of the intellectual conversations that I needed with my friends. I didn't need it to be to also be my partner. Why can't my partner just be someone hot who I'm attracted to and have a good time with because she's very lighthearted and easygoing, and we don't argue because that's what I do for a living, and it's exhausting to do that at home. Uh, but I can get that fulfillment through my friends. Now, Lauren, that's, I think, an argument that deflates your argument here because you can't do that with your friends. You can, If you have that intellectual part at home with the guy, right? you can't get the attractiveness from your friends because then that's cheating. Yeah. That's a, is that a solid, are you seeding that, that point? You're, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but yeah, I, I do want the person I'm with, I do want them to be the one that I'm attracted to. Yeah, to be fair, you did say that uh, intelligence is that attractive. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, guys, I'm really curious to hear what you guys think. What do you think is more important, quality in your, in your potential partner, in your mate? Is it intelligence or attractiveness? Also, I read this book a long time ago. I think it was called... Um, weird things to think about i forget what it is but anyway they ask weird questions like would you would you trade 10 percent of your attractiveness to be 50 percent smarter what do you guys think i just want to do a quick round mikey what do you think yeah you would change you'd be less attractive to be a little bit smarter 50 percent smarter 10 percent less attractive to be 50 percent smarter than yes. you are right yes, yes. you would mm. what about you he's got it to spare i would say Rucka. no Rocco would say no <laughs> No. Okay, not much, not much attractiveness. I'm, I'm trying to get Lauren? less intelligent. Yeah, definitely not. I, I'm too vain. Isn't it kind of a blessing though to be dumb, right? Isn't it? Oh yeah. Uh, to not know. Ignorance is. It really is. Mm. I have this friend uh, back home, who again, you know, bag of bricks, kind of, in, kind of a not, not the smartest guy, but he lives a very simple life and he's happy. He's content. He goes to his nine to five job. He doesn't argue for a living. He does something else. It doesn't take a lot of uh, brain power to do his job. He's got his family. Everything's fine. But, um, you know, it's a very simple life. And I think, wow, what would it be like to be, <laughs> to be dumb enough mm-hmm. to, to be content? You know, it's not even dumb. It's just, yeah, what would it be like to well, be content listen, with that Listen, here's of life? the thing, though. Intelligent is not the same thing as rational. Like, sometimes dumber people are more in touch with what's actually happening around them because they keep it simple. And they're not filling up their head with false ideas and complications like Maddox, you're an intelligent guy, right? Like you can create yeah. a computer. You're you're basically a rocket scientist. Yes. In a in a in a I mean you're a computer scientist, right? Yes. 
you don't treat yourself like a computer. You fill your brain with like every every article that floats by you on your Facebook feed. And like you don't you're you're irrational in that in the realm of ideas, even though you're you're very intelligent, you're capable of being rational. But like somebody dumber than you, like me, who cannot even turn on a computer if it does if the button isn't clearly marked, I'm a lot more rational than you because I have not uh tainted my intellect with falsehoods. Go okay. Rucka, so the point is intelligence is not the same as being rational. Right. right? Okay, I would disagree. <laughs> All right, uh, Rucka, look, I think that uh, that being rational is a requisite for being intelligent because if you're irrational, I wouldn't say an irrational person is intelligent because they would know how they're affecting the people around them. Yeah, they just choose not to focus on that. Well, okay, then I guess you're malevolent in that sense, right? If you're choosing, if you know that your actions are affecting people around you negatively and you're being irrational and you're choosing to do so, then you're a malevolent person. And malevolence is not a quality that people choose to have in their lives, generally speaking. So if you're a malevolent person, then I would say, fundamentally, you're either antisocial or not intelligent. It's contradictory. I don't think you can be both. No, I'm saying um, you can be an intellectual, whatever, intelligent person, but you choose to evade the facts of reality, and therefore you end up being an irrational person, even though you're technically intelligent. And you can also... By that same principle, you can be less capable in the intellectual sphere, more of a simple-minded person, but you actually end up much more practical and rational, paying attention to the facts around you and not poisoning your mind with a bunch of lies. Oh, man. If this wasn't a podcast right now and like this was a conversation I was having with a girl I was dating, I'm out. Well, good thing you're. Good thing you have boners when you're talking to Rucka. <laughs> Shut up, Mikey. All right, moving on. Let's get some quick news headlines around the web. This is, I, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but an assassin in a miniskirt recently killed the half-brother of North Korea's president. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you hear about this? This is from Daily Mail. At Kuala Lumpur International Airport on Monday morning, the dark-haired, demure young woman in a short blue skirt and pink tights attracted little attention. Strolling casually through Terminal 2, a small bag on her shoulder and the initials LOL, LOL on her shirt, which and they put this in parentheses. It says it's text speak for laugh out loud. <laughs> wow! <laughs> on her white T-shirt, she was just one of 150,000 or so passengers that the Malaysian hub handles each day. But there was nothing casual about this woman, according to Daily Mail. She said she was a trained assassin on a mission to kill, and somewhere in the milling crowds was her female accomplice. They were stalking their target, which was a short, overweight playboy with a taste for women, whiskey, and gambling and insulting his half-brother, Kim Jong-un. Ooh. The, it says here, the despotic supreme leader of the barbaric regime in North Korea. So this guy is the half-brother of the president, right? And he has been a, a very outspoken critic of North Korea and his brother. <laughs> and so he got assassinated in the airport. By a hot girl. By a hot girl. Well, Ooh. we don't know how hot she was. We just have a grainy photo. Actually, she... She, she sounds hot. She's, she sounds... The description sounds very hot. So, Lauren, tights. let me... We should okay. So, if for those the listeners right now, if you're listening, this is what Lauren's looking for. An intel, she's looking for intelligence, uh-huh. uh, possibly an assassin. Yeah. Uh, maybe a shirt that says "lol" on it. Uh huh. Somebody could teach me some kung fu. Which, <laughs> which by the way, well, she here's how that she's assassinated him was with it was a, I think a pen a full pen. of a liquid. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, possibly a little handkerchief with uh, some knockout gas. Wow. And that's how she assassinated this guy. And by the way, this is the world we're living in now. 
Within hours of assassinating this guy, mm-hmm. there were T-shirts available oh and and hoodies available of of what she wore. Oh my god! Did yeah. they catch her? Did she get caught? They did catch her. And here's what happened. Here's a follow up to the story. Okay, this is this is all happening so fast. Woman arrested in the killing of Kim Jong Un's half brother reportedly thought she was pranking him for a TV show. What? This is a crazy twist. This is from Business Insider. The Indonesian woman arrested in the killing of Kim Jong-un's half-brother may have been duped into carrying out the attack, according to Associated Press. In an extraordinary twist in the story of Kim Jong-nam's death, that's the the half-brother, the woman, Siti Asia, was reportedly saying she was being filmed for Just for Laughs. What? Yeah, a style of a Just for Laughs style hidden TV camera show when the attack took place. The Indonesian police said that Asia and others were paid to spray an unsuspecting male stranger with water, right? They said, just go out there and start spraying them with water. The police said that she approached Kim for the prank, but that her spraying device was loaded with a toxic substance instead. This is what she's alleging to have occurred. Such an action was done three or four times, and they were given a few dollars for it each. And with the last target, Kim Jong-nam allegedly... There were dangerous materials in the sprayer. So they did actually give them sprayers that wow. had water in them when they were when they were spraying other passengers, when people in the terminal, right? Thinking that they were on this hidden camera show. Oh, and my then God. For the final spray, they gave them a toxic substance that poisoned him. I will never agree to do a prank show again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> you might be an unwitting assassin. Yeah. I know. I mean, look, if you're going to become an assassin, right, and you, you have moral objections to it, there's no better way, I think, than for a hidden prank show. Yeah, I guess. I mean... <laughs> It's, it's just an assassination, bro. So where was this? What country? Malaysia. So they, so Kim Jong Un sent a girl out into Malaysia to assassinate his half brother who insulted him. No. So here's what happened. They didn't even send the girl out there. We don't even know who's behind this because mm-hmm. the person who recruited these girls, those are the assassins, and maybe not even they knew what was going on. This well, may this just could be, for laughs. Just for laughs. Yeah, it's a prank, bro. Just for laughs. Well, did it? It was not for just for laughs. It was for a just for laughs style hidden TV camera. Oh. Oh, gotcha. Sounds pretty complicated. I don't know. Like, I like how the article called North Korea a despotic, barbaric regime. I don't know. They they don't sound barbaric. They sound evil. But I don't know. They're it's they got like Windows three point one over there, man. They're not. They're not fucking primitive. The Indonesian vice president uh, Yusuf Kala said that uh, Isia was a victim, pointing out that a true assassin would have disappeared without a trace. Why would she go stay in a hotel in the same city so close to the airport? He reportedly told the Indonesian press. It can only mean that she was a victim and manipulated by this situation. So it's a pretty crazy twist that happened in this plot. And they showed, there was a, an infographic, I think, on Daily Mail that showed what happened to him. Uh, they went up to this the target, the half-brother, and put a handkerchief over his, his mouth, which I guess made him pass out. And then they sprayed him with the water, I guess, or, you know, the toxic substance, the poison. He started having convulsions. He had a seizure in the airport hospital. They took him in an ambulance to the nearby hospital. And he he died on the way over there. Oh my god! And then and and I think the girl just kind of casually left the airport, you know, hailed a taxi and went back to her hotel like she was instructed to do so. Mm. So if this is true, this is first. This is a one of a kind. This is the first time in history I think this has ever happened. Sounds like a movie. Yeah, it sounds like a movie plot. It's kind of crazy and unwitting, almost like a Chevy a Chevy Chase movie <laughs> where, where he gets recruited like a bumbling assassin. <laughs> oh, I just thought I was doing a game show. Anyway, just be careful what prank shows you agree to do. It's like some Ocean's Eleven type shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy plot. Anyway, here's one last headline from around the web. A Trump poster with the error was removed from the Library of Congress. A poster of President Donald Trump that included a misspelling in a quote has been removed from the online library. This is from usnews.com. 
I don't know if you guys saw this poster, but after his inauguration, a poster of President Donald Trump that included a misspelling and a quote has been removed from the online store of Library of Congress. The posters included Trump's quote, no dream is too big, no challenge is too great, nothing we want for the future is beyond our reach. The phrase should be too great. Uh, He spelled it T-O instead of T-O-O on the poster. Mm. It was uh, just a sentence or two long. Twitter users quickly spotted the error over the weekend and the item was removed. An archive version of the listing is still accessible through the Internet Archive website. The Library of Congress did not immediately respond to a request for comment, but it's at least the third high-profile spelling error from the government as of late. The Education Department misspelled the name of W.E.B. Du Bois on Twitter Sunday and mistyped it again when apologizing for the error. (laughs) That's the way to do it. You know, misspell it twice. Anyway, guys. That's it. Lauren, is there anything you'd like to plug before we wrap up this episode? Well, I would love for all your listeners to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Okay, we'll link to your YouTube channel. I want my Lauren. I want my Lauren. And you did recently a video I thought was really interesting. You went to YouTube Space in New York and did their uh, VR set. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Because I watched the video. It looks so much fun. Yeah, it is fun. I actually just shot another one that's not up yet that's really, really cool. Basically, where you get to be the characters, so it's a it's another it's a mixed reality game. It's not really mixed reality because it's not like it won't be me. The first one that you saw, I'm on the green screen as Space Girl and Tron Girl. This next one, I can turn into the character in the game and play out and be a character, which is really fun. It just uh, you can really create different stories with the VR headset, which is awesome. It's so cool. So for those of you guys who haven't seen this yet, um, it's basically like a green screen studio and you have the virtual reality set on your head. And so not only do we see what you're seeing on screen, but we see you inside the virtual reality studio. So it looks like you're actually inside the game. It's really, really cool. It's, man, this is such a such a next level thing. What do you, what did you think about that experience? Did you think it was uh, everything, the, the promise of VR, do you think it, it fulfilled that? Oh, definitely. I, I definitely love it. I'm waiting to see what else happens with VR. And you know, I just want to make 360 videos every day. And Lauren, um, you also do a lot of charity work. Is there any particular charity you'd like to plug? What have you wor- uh, worked with in the past? I really have a uh, strong sense of connection with uh, Rett syndrome. Which, Rett syndrome? Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. What, it's, what is it? It's a specific... Uh, I mean, there's so many charities that I, I, I love to talk about. But this is a very... It is a charity that not a lot of people know about. Uh, it's a disease not a lot of people know about. So it's a mutation of an X chromosome. So that when the female is born, their only their their lifespan is they don't really get past a certain age, and it's just they're still doing a lot of research on it. So I like to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What's what's the age that it usually caps out at? Uh, it depends. I mean, I have I have friends who have uh, children who have it, so maybe like twelve to twenty years old. R- wow, twelve yeah. to twenty years old. I mean, I'm, but a lot of the children die sooner than that. So it's, holy cow, it's very, I, it's very sad. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Is it? Uh, is it? It's, it can't be very common, right? It's not. It's not common. So it's called reverse Rett syndrome. Well, yeah. thank you for bringing this yeah. to to light. I, I like that people take initiative to go after charities that help spread awareness and and uh, possibly find a cure for diseases that are lesser known, and not just because. It's a celebrity who has that disease. So thank you for doing that. That's that's very fascinating stuff. All right, Lauren. Well, thank you for talking about that charity. That's uh, super fascinating. It's called again Rat Syndrome. Is Rat there... Syndrome is the it's Reverse Rat is the name of the charity. Reverse Rat. 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 Oh, Rat Syndrome. I thought it was Rat Syndrome. <laughs> I thought this was a, like some flowers for Algernon type thing going on. <laughs> I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, we'll we'll plug it on the website. I'm, Thank you. I'm I'm fascinated to read about this. It's very interesting, guys. Please check out Lauren's stuff. You're one of the hardest working people I know on YouTube. Thank you. It's no joke. I've Thank met you. Lauren at so many different functions and events, and she's always out there hustling. You've got a lot of brand deals. You're you're doing it. You're making a living doing what you love. Yes. Which is inspiring to people. All right, Lauren, thank you again for coming on the show. I want to thank, thank my power bottom lieutenant commanding moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali. Yep. And as always, Mikey Bolts. Thank you, sir. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, Maddox. Hey, Rucka. Hey. Great debate last week. Uh, I think that's the closest the show's ever come to having a sensible discussion with a real issue. Okay, backhanded. Um, but you know what? You know what tore me right out of it? It's that fucking guest of yours, Tim Pool. About half an hour, about thirty minutes in, this guy comes out with himself being a solo polyamorous guy and he said and I quote I fucking wrote this down he was in a primary relationship oh no no his primary relationship was with himself now what kind of neckbeard self-aggrandizing bullshit is that he has he just described literally every man on the planet see I Fuck it. The only solo polyamorous relationship that guy's in is with his own prostate because his head's so far up his own fucking ass. <laughs> so, you know what? Great episode, but fuck Tim Paul, the super tall. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Love the show. You and I can't wait to hear your bonus episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, right. Punch Tim Paul. Okay. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Hey, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, when you were busy writing down that exact quote of what he said, did you bother making sure you got the right person? Because that wasn't Tim Pool who said that. Yeah. That was our guest audio engineer, David Kirsch. Mm -hmm. You blew it. And uh, <laughs> I, when I was listening to that episode, I kind of noticed the two of them sounded similar, to be They honest. did sound similar. Yeah. Actually, it even fooled me at some point. I was listening, and David had stopped talking, and then Tim picked up. So it But it sounded like the same person. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why the confusion came in. But uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a solo polyamorous relationship is either, To be to be fair. Well, uh, it's your when you're open to relationships of various level with a number of people, but your primary relationship is with yourself. He said that in plain fucking English. I dated English. so many people like that. I'm like, this is now, this is something that you have for this. I'm like, I'm learning so much like in your podcast. They, you really should do a relationship like segment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely do a lot of those. We'd love to have you back on to talk about some of that stuff. Uh, I'm As a woman, I'm learning so much from you men. Wow. Yeah, that's that's what that well, is the he, goal. He did that write is, the book on manliness. That's right, the alphabet of manliness. But uh, moving on, Lauren. And now, I I did buy a copy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't. I, and you, you don't have a problem with this. I haven't gotten around to reading it yet. Well, you should. But I did buy a copy. Everybody, everybody's happy yeah, with that. Cool. Great. Yeah, that's no, fantastic. No, yeah. So, uh, Lauren, uh, we did mention earlier on that you're single. Mm -hmm. We're gonna see. Maybe we can find a suitable. Maybe we can find a suitor for you. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tell well, them. Tell them to email me. I want my Lauren at gmail.com. Oh, my, oh my gosh. I don't know if you want to mention that. Other <laughs> really? That... We'll, we'll, we'll link to your Instagram and stuff. But okay. uh, yeah, I don't want I you love, to get like. I hit, love, hit uh, we got to filter through some of them. So okay. here, email if Maddox. You if you don't mind, I mean, I'll put it up there. But I'm just yeah, warning you, like, there's some creepers out there. That's I. Yeah. I, it's the I, Internet. I love creepers. Really? Okay. <sighs> oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. I, I still, Lauren, for your own protection, I might just cut that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh, Lauren, 
there's a caller we we mentioned earlier, Weird Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. He this is my husband, right? This potential future husband. future husband. Yeah. Hope you hope you've got uh, aspirations of living in like South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> Sounds we amazing. Don't, we don't know which city for sure. Uh, I don't know if it is South Bend, but here's here's a call. Here's a call from Weird Matthew McConaughey. Uh, let's see what you think. Here he is. I'm no law student, but I believe that threatening somebody is considered assault. Then when you actually hit them, that's battery. Uh, so I'm a it's criminal. And why would it be criminal? I'm not defending anybody. But why would it be criminal? <laughs> Why would it be criminal if uh, there wasn't like a good re- uh Yeah, never mind. That's a terrible argument. <laughs> That's what I said. That's a typical weird Matthew McConaughey call. See, Maddox, he keeps it simple. He says violence is criminal and speech is speech. And like, why can't you just be that simple about it? Why do you have to complicate things? A perfect example of how, quote, intelligence can sort of, sort of muddy the waters and lead you down the wrong path. Look at Kim Jong-un. He's not a dumb guy. He's intelligent. He's also wrong about probably the best way to go about leading a country. And next thing you know, uh, Kim Jong, whatever the fuck his name is, is just trying to have a good time over in Malaysia. And, you know, some girl chlorfoams him and kills him. I mean, is- that is the best execution I've ever heard. Right. That's the most clever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would you date? She, would you she, date Kim Jong Un, the North think? Korean despotic leader? I, yeah, I mean, if if I got to hang out with Dennis Rodman every day, yeah. then then definitely. You, you know, would have access cool to friends. You'd have <laughs> access to food in North Korea. North Korean barbecue. Oh, oh shit! Oh man, we should get some Korean Dude. barbecue. You guys ready? Let's get some Korean barbecue right, for real. Go. All right, let's do it. No, for real, we're getting Korean barbecue. That's it. Cool. Good show. Hey, Lauren, are you doing anything? Like, do you guys really want to get Korean barbecue? I'll take it out, yeah. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.